return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Here, um, but those of you who have your Bibles today, and if even if you don't, you can stand up with me and you can declare it by faith. You can say, hold it up high, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the indestructible, uh, incorruptible, ever-living, thank you, seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. We got kids rock in the back as well, ages through to first grade, so you can go on back there. Not those who act like they're ages through to first grade, but those who are actually three to first grade can go back there. Some of us act, we want to act young, but not maybe that young, right? All right, so this morning, I'm just going to quickly talk about um, the, the importance of how we pray. We all know prayer is important. Amen. Uh, many times in the Bible, Jesus goes by himself off, away from the multitudes, away from his disciples, just to pray. And sometimes you've, we've seen that he prays all night. Um, sometimes he's praying and the multitudes come to him and he has to stop and he, and he has compassion and he heals and does miracles for the multitudes. You know, and I talk a lot about reading the Word of God. We... we we really are firm believers in reading the Word here, and we want to continue that. But I believe prayer is, is just as important, amen, as reading the Word. Uh, reading the Word is spending time with Him, the Lord, and, and He's speaking to us as we read. Uh, prayer is having a conversation with God, amen, and, and, and opening up that line of communication with the Lord. And it's not just about that, it's not just that we pray, um, but how do you pray? Amen. James 5.16 says, uh, we want to confess our trespasses to one another and pray for one another that we might be healed. But then it says, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It doesn't just say that the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, but the effective fervent prayer. Amen. Um, I was just thinking of a scripture here in, in James 1.7. <clears throat> I don't want to misquote it, so I'm going to go quickly to it, um, but we want to make sure that we're praying uh, um, in the right way. It says in James 1, 7 and 8, for truly let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything from the Lord, for being as he is a man of two minds, uh, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain in everything that he thinks, feels, and decides. That's in the Amplified Version. So there's a way that we can pray, it says, where if we ask something and we suppose that he might give it to us, we're double-minded, we're unstable. And so that's a wrong way to pray. Sometimes, and what that means is when we ask God for something, and it's something that's according to his will, we don't want to ask doubting, 
We don't want to ask thinking that, well, maybe he'll provide and maybe he won't. But we want to have the faith that his word is true. Amen? Faith that what he says in his word will come to pass. So, the effect of fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So, you, somebody can pray and pray and pray, and they, maybe that's all they do, but if, it's, if they're not doing it effectively, it's not going to avail much, is it? We can be fervent in prayer, but not effective. Amen? We can also be effective in prayer, but maybe we're not fervent. Okay? So, they go together. We want to we be... Um, uh, we want to be prayer, as I say, prayer warriors. Uh, that doesn't mean that we have to sit in our room for three hours and pray. Um, being a prayer warrior and, and, and communicating with God is just, is just thinking about him and talking to him whenever you think about it. Amen? The only Gospels, you know, we think about, we're going to look at uh, the model prayer, the, the Lord's Prayer. The Gospels that have the Lord's Prayer are Matthew and Luke. Matthew and Luke both talk about the Lord's Prayer. And so we're going to read from Matthew, Matthew 6, 9-13. And this uh, is Jesus telling his disciples, this is how you should pray. And, and it doesn't mean that we have to pray this verbatim every single time, but it gives us a guideline, amen, an outline of the things that we can pray for. So Matthew 6, 9, it says, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And so, again, this isn't a prayer just that we read word for word all the time. Um, but it does give us a model. So we're going to look at some things. We're going to break it down a little bit. And uh, I plan on doing another sermon on this probably uh, next week. Just on prayer, but... Uh, one thing about praying is you don't have to, you don't want to just become familiar, okay? Uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes if you pray for a meal, it can be kind of familiar. Like, Lord Jesus, we thank you for this food. Bless your body in Jesus' name, amen, and we're done. And that's, I, I do that sometimes, where I'm hungry, I want to eat. But, but, right, is that the right way? Is that the right way to do it? I want to think about what I'm saying. Lord, thank you for this food. I'm thanking you for this nourishment that's coming to my body. Lord, thank you for blessing this food. Amen. Uh, I think here, you know, the things that we eat are pretty safe, but in other places, when they're blessing their food, they're blessing all the bacteria and stuff probably out of it. Amen? And so we're thanking him that this food is good for us to eat. And we're thanking him for providing this food for us. Amen? And, And so we don't want to get familiar with how we converse with the Lord, how we talk to the Lord, amen? Um, In different days, call for different prayers, right? Different days, there may be things going on that you really want to pray for, or pray about, or talk to the Lord about, or get advice about. And so, again, we don't want to just say a prayer and then just kind of forget it. No, let's, let's think about what we're praying and so in this prayer, there's a couple of things that stand out to me. Um, first off, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So first off, we want to show the Lord honor. Amen. Lord, holy is your name. Lord, we, we want to compliment him. We want to thank him for who he is. Amen. I think that's the best way to start out a prayer. 
Uh, for me, if I, if I start to thank him right away and I talk about how good he is, I praise him, it takes the, the focus off of any issues that I'm going through or problems and it puts the focus on him. Lord, I'm putting my trust in you. I'm praying to you. I'm not just complaining here. Uh, I'm going to give you the honor and the reverence that you deserve. Colossians 3:23 and 24 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. And it says in the last part, you serve the Lord Christ. You serve Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're, we're, um, we're just like we would start a conversation by directing it to the person we're talking to. That's how we're praying. We're directing it to the, to the person we're talking to. Or we're directing it to God. Amen. And, uh, and, you know, in a conversation, we speak, the other person speaks, God will talk back. The Lord will talk back to you. Amen. He'll give you things that, that, um, that you know, you need for that day or whatever it is. So, we honor the Lord. Number two, we pray for his will to be done in our life. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, earth as it is in heaven. So, we know that, that overall his will will be established. Um, but in our life, we want to pray that we follow the will of the Lord, that we stay on the path that he wants for us. Amen? Uh, we don't want to just suppose that we should do anything. James, 14, uh, James 4.13 says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life. It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Amen. So there's times where maybe we pray for something, but maybe we pray for a job, or maybe we pray for you know, something that we want or we think we need, and it's not God's will for us to have that. We want to pray according to his will. So Lord, even just saying, Lord, what is your will for my life? What is your will um, for this house? Or what is your will for, you know, um, for me to buy this car? Or is there another car? Amen. And as we pray and as we seek the Lord and we talk with him, he'll give us a peace. Um, or we won't get a peace. Amen. And so we want to wait for a peace to come. Uh, and, and that comes from the Lord. Amen. So uh, we, want, we don't want to just pray what we think we need, but we want to pray what he, uh, what he can provide and what he will want to provide us. Amen. The third thing that it says we make, um, I'll go back to it here. So it says, give us this day our daily bread. So the third thing is we request, we make requests, we ask him for things, amen, things in our life. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, yeah, we, we pray for the word. We want to read the word daily, we want to be in the word, but also for, for provision, amen. We ask him for provision, we ask him for Provision of finances. And yeah, it's true that he knows what, what we need, but, um, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't want us to ask him still. Amen? Not in a complaining way, um, but just asking him in faith. We make requests. Let's go to John 14. John 14, 12 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Um, I think I got I did the wrong one. 
Oh, and then, and then verse 13, sorry, I forgot to put that one. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen? So, verse 13, it says that we want to ask, whatever we ask in his name, that he will do, and the Father may be glorified in the Son. So we ask anything in his name, he's going to do it. Again, it lines up with his will. We want to make sure it lines up with his will. But he's telling us when we pray that it's okay to make requests. I mean, it's okay to ask. It's okay to put our faith out there to, 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 uh, to ask for something maybe that's even big, maybe something that in the natural doesn't look possible, but in the supernatural, Jesus, the Lord can do it. Amen. Because with God, all things are possible. So we want to be able to ask him for things. And I tell you what, uh, even in the natural, when you ask somebody for anything, um, it's best if you have a relationship with that person, isn't it? And so the more we pray and the more we talk and fellowship with the Lord, the more comfortable we're going to be asking him for things in our life. Right? I mean, I, I, maybe some of, some of us have gone to, gone, gone to the Lord in prayer and we almost feel guilty for asking something. That shouldn't be how it is. Because he'll never make you feel guilty. Amen. He might, it might be misguided. Um, and he'll, he'll let us know that. But the more we ask and the more we pray, the more, comfortable we, the more comfortable we are going to be talking to him. Amen. Matthew 7, 7, to kind of hit this point even a little harder, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Amen. So we know that God knows what we need. Uh, he, he's, he knows everything. He knows everything about our life. Um, but it still says that he gives good things to those who ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. Amen. Hallelujah. So I think that's a big, that's a big portion. Sometimes we, I feel as Christians, we uh, we want to be humble before the Lord. And so I was like, oh Lord, I can't ask of this. But no, He tells us to ask. He tells us to uh, to require things of. Not require is the wrong word, but He tells us to ask of things from Him. Amen. He He wants to provide your needs. He wants to. Uh, provide your needs according to his riches and glory. He wants to provide you with answers that you're looking for. Amen. Amen. And we don't know, that old saying, you don't know unless you ask, right? And so we want to ask God. Now, I've talked about this before. Sometimes uh, there's just certain things that we don't need to ask for because we know it's his will. We don't need to ask him, Lord, should I read my Bible today? That's pretty certain that we should read our Bibles. Amen. Um, should, you know, Lord, should I um, pray for the salvation of this person? Well, yeah, I pray for the salvation of this person. Right, so there's things that we don't need to ask, but in our lives there's a lot of things that we can ask and that he'll provide. All right, the fourth thing that I saw um, is we check our hearts. We ask for forgiveness for God, from God, for anything we may have done. It says, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Amen. So we check our hearts, ask for forgiveness from God, for anything we have done. For a long time, I didn't understand why we had to do that. I thought, well, didn't the Lord provide uh, forgiveness on the cross? And why do I need to 
re-ask for forgiveness if he did. And as I thought about it and even prayed about it and just asked the Lord to reveal this to me, and I, I actually talked to Deb about it, I think, at one point. I don't know if she remembers that. But, um, uh, well, real quick, let's go to First John 1, 9. It says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so the more I thought about this and, and just asked the Lord, Lord, if you forgave us our sins, then why do we need to ask for forgiveness now? And there's probably more that goes into it. But um, the Lord was just telling me that it, really a lot of it is it's a benefit to us to confess our sins to God. You know why? Because, um, you know, say somebody habitually sins, okay? And, um, and, uh, and they do something that would be a contrary to the Word of God, and uh, they don't bring it up anymore. They just kind of try to forget about it. What happens? Well, then they do it again. They forget about it. They do it again. They forget it. And pretty soon, we think that it's okay. Right? We can confess. When we do this, we confess and right away thank Him for forgiving us. Because that's another important part. We don't just confess it, but it says when we do, He's faithful and just to forgive us. So we thank, thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me um, for the things that I've done wrong. Um, we confess right away and thank Him for forgiving us. And when we continue to check our hearts and our actions, it makes it hard for any sin or temptation to become familiar. Right? So, uh, it's possible that, you know, something that you know is wrong can become familiar and can become a habit. First Timothy 4, 1 and 2, it says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. So what does that mean? Con- their, ho- their own conscience seared with a hot iron. What, what happens um, if you, you know, if you burn yourself really bad? Well, at some point it be, kind of becomes numb, doesn't it? Right? And so we can become numb to sin if we let sin continue to grow in our life. What does the Bible say? The Bible says wages of sin is death. Amen. And so... As we sin, you know, when we sin, if it's not dealt with by ourselves, by confessing it and bringing it to God, it can continue to grow in our life, right? If we don't acknowledge any wrongdoing, we may just continue to do it without feeling any conviction because we're numb to it. So I really believe, you know, I really, I know the Lord has forgiven me, and I know that the Lord, when I confess my sins, He will forgive me, but I really think as we confess, it really benefits us even more just knowing that, Lord, I'm, I'm, um, I'm acknowledging that I didn't follow you in this area. And I'm sorry. I thank you for forgiving me. Amen. And it keeps at top of mind how much Jesus paid the price for us. Amen. That we don't want to do that. We don't want to follow after that thing. We don't want to follow after that temptation. Right. We want to follow after him. And so, Lord, forgive us our debts. And then and kind of goes with it, the sixth thing, we forgive anyone who's wronged us. Amen. We want to forgive those who we feel have wronged us or cheated us. And it's important to forgive those, even though, those who have offended us. Or maybe there was an imaginary offense. Maybe they didn't even know they did it. Um, but in our own heart, to say, Lord, I'm just going to let that go. I know that's tough sometimes. Man, um, I, can, I can be a sensitive guy sometimes. And I can, I can hold on to things sometimes. 
But there's just this release of uh, grace and peace when we just say, Lord, I'm just going to forgive them. I'm not, I don't even have to bring it up to them. I'm just going to forgive them right now. Right? Sometimes it's hard, but it's important. If we don't forgive, we're going to store up bitterness in our heart. And we don't want to store up bitterness. And somehow, you know, when we do, we think that by being bitter, we're actually hurting them, but really we're hurting ourselves. Right? I've heard somebody say once, probably multiple people, that bitterness is like drinking poison and thinking the other one's going to die. Right? That's what bitterness is like, that, that you have all this bitterness stored up and somehow it's hurting them. <laughs> but it's not. It's, it's really hurting you. It can hurt uh, your relationship with the Lord. It can hurt your relationship with people. Amen. We're going to be able to, a certain amount of trust in people. But if you, ever, if you think everybody's going to wrong you, who you come in contact with, it's going to be hard to trust. It's going to be hard to open up. right? And so as we forgive, it releases peace and grace, not just to them, but to you. Amen? Not just to them, but to you. I, I, I won't say um, uh, much about this story, but there was somebody that it took me nine years to forgive. Nine years. Nine years to forgive. And after about year seven, I thought I'd forgiven them. And uh, then I saw this, them and this person, and I, nope, I haven't forgiven them yet. <laughs> because that, what was that, anger, that bitterness continued to rise up in me. And, uh, and I really had to work hard to do it. But it's, a, it's an important part of prayer. Again, as we, as we pray and we model our prayer after what the Lord has showed us, um, it becomes easier and easier just to let things go. It becomes easier and easier, um, you know, especially the little things, the small offenses, to let those things go. Seventh thing, and as we read it, it says, And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And this one I, I've, I've thought about a lot just because I don't think the Lord leads us into temptation. I don't think he's saying he doesn't have a carrot in front of us leading us into a ditch or into a, a sin or anything like that. And so I, I really, Lord, what does this mean? Um, lead us not, Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And um, the Lord just showed me that what we're asking is for him to direct our path. Right? We don't want to be led into temptation. We don't want to, the Bible says we're, we're tempted when we're drawn away by our own desires and enticed. Amen. And so we're, we're asking him, Lord, we're going to put our trust in you to direct our path. To direct our path away from any temptation. Direct our path um, in the path of righteousness. And to deliver us, to guide us, to protect us from the evil one. Amen. And Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, that's what he did for us. Amen. He delivered us already. He protected us from the evil one. But how many know in our daily life, in our daily life, we still, um, we still want to stay on the righteous. We still want to stay on the path of righteousness. Amen. And the devil is, doesn't mean just because he's defeated doesn't mean he's going to try to come and and try to affect and ruin our life. No, Lord, thank you for protecting me. Thank you for delivering me, Jesus. Right. Pastor David Jeannie, we thank you for protecting them and delivering them, Lord. All of our family members, you know, a lot of these prayers isn't just for ourselves, but for others, too. 
That's why I say it's, we're not just going to pray the same prayer all the time. Uh, it's going to change depending on what the circumstances the situation is. In Proverbs, it tells us to acknowledge him in all our ways, ways and he will direct our path. So again, Lord, we're talking to you. I'm not going to rely on myself. I'm relying on you, amen, to direct me, to um, protect me, to, uh, to guide me in everything that I do, Lord. And the last thing, uh, the last part, and, and it doesn't say it, you know, you see it uh, in your Bible, it says, in you omits this part. Um, I really like this, though, uh, where it says, uh, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Because I feel like it bookends the prayer. Again, because, because again, what you're doing, you start out with honoring and thanking the Lord, and you end with honoring and thanking the Lord. I think that's just a good, that's just a good practice to do. Uh, just to always be thankful, to always be grateful, to always say, Lord, uh, you are the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. I give you all my honor, all my praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Right? And so how we pray is so important. Not just that we pray, but how do you pray? Kind of like reading the Word. Reading the Word is important, but how you read the Word is even more important. Right? And so when we pray, He gives us a great guideline and a model of how we want to pray. Now, there's, there's, there's other things that you can put in prayer, and, and this is, you know, I, I'm sure most of us in here know how to pray, um, but just being able, the, that scripture, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, if you don't see any effectiveness in your prayer life, um, look at how you're praying. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for all you do. Thank you that you hear me. Thank you that you love me. Amen. So this prayer comes in different forms. When we pray, we ask things for others. We ask him for protection for our children, that, that they're living in his will. Amen. Not just about us. Um, but I believe, and I'm sure everyone would agree, prayer is an important part of our Christian walk. Just being having a conversation with the Lord. Many times Jesus went by himself to pray. Many times he went alone to pray. And probably, I'm sure he prayed daily. Every day he was having a conversation with his Father. Just as we read the Word of God daily, we want to have a conversation with them. And that's really what prayer is, is a conversation. Just have a conversation with God. Amen? When we pray, don't, we don't want to jump. When we pray, okay, so I just taught, showed how to pray, but we're not the only ones that are talking when we're praying. Amen? The Lord is also talking to you. If it's a conversation, there needs to be two sides of the conversation. Amen? There's dialogue from both parties. So even, even as we pray, we're also listening. We're also stopping to let him answer questions that we have, to answer prayers that we have. You know, when we thank him, we can even stop and, and just hear him um, that, he's, that he appreciates the thanksgiving, that he appreciates the gratefulness. Are there any parents in here um, who have had a heart-to-heart talk with their kids before? Like a good one, like a like like a really good heart-to-heart talk. At the end, it just it feels great because some of us our kids don't talk to us very much, anyways. 
And so, like, when we actually have a heart-to-heart conversation, it's like, oh, praise the Lord, this is great. I feel like a great parent today. Amen. When God can have a heart-to-heart conversation with us, he loves it. He loves having a heart-to-heart conversation with us. And you know, more than anything, you know, like, so, if I were just to take a poll of what parents want to hear from their kids, I'm sure two of the highest answers would be, thank you, and I love you. Amen. And so when we talk to God, we talk to our Heavenly Father. Those should be two words that we use a lot, two phrases. Lord, thank you. And Lord, I love you. That's what he wants to hear from us. Amen. He wants us to know that we love him. Hallelujah. If you don't know what to say, just start out by thanking him. Amen. Just start out by thanking the Lord. you'll, You'll find something to say. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. He knows what we need, but he still wants us to ask him for the things that we need. You can have the walking and talking with him in the cool of the day relationship. Amen? You can have that relationship with your father. Jesus, open that door back up to us. Amen? It's like anything, though. We have to do it often to be comfortable doing it. We, have to, we need to do it all the time. We want to have a conversation. We don't want to just reach out to him when we need something or when life isn't going how we hoped it would, but we want to continually talk. Colossians 4.2 says, Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devoting ourselves to prayer doesn't mean that we have to fall on the ground and pray for two hours. Um, it doesn't mean that that uh, there has, there's nothing else going on. No, devoting um, ourselves to prayer just means talking to God when you're able to. Being attentive to what he's saying to you. Pastor Dave always says he gave us two ears and one mouth, so we should listen twice as much as we talk. Right? So when we're, when we're, when we're having a conversation with the Lord, we want to listen. We, wanna, we want to be able to let him speak. Amen? Maybe he'll remind you of something you forgot. He'll give you advice of things you can use in your daily life. He knows our daily agenda better than we do. Amen. There's things sometimes I get during a day I need to do and I kind of forget about it and it'll come back to my memory. And I, I know that has to be a God thing. So I'm like, oh, that's right. I need to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Or how many times as a parent... Uh, did your kids receive something? Did you give your kids something or somebody else? And you say, now what do you say? Thank you. Thank you, Dad. I really feel like the Lord reminds me sometimes to thank Him. Like even just yesterday, uh, we went to Walmart and the, the wind was blowing. It was cold. We came back inside into our nice 70-degree house. And uh, it just reminded me, Lord, I'm so thankful that I can be in a warm place tonight. That's just, that's right there, just having a conversation. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So just remember that prayer, you know, sometimes I think for some people, prayer can be intimidating. Where it's like you're coming to the Almighty God to pray. But we're also coming to our Father, to our loving Father. Amen. He wears many hats. Right? He wears the hat of protector. 
wears the hat of king, um, uh, to almighty God, uh, to uh, commander of an army, but he also wears the hat of father. Amen. And I know all the fathers and mothers in here, um, you, never, you never want your kids to be too intimidated to come talk to you. And, G- and God doesn't want that either. He wants us to, the Bible says we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. And get help in any time of need. And so go boldly to him. You know? um, but again, the more we do it, the more comfortable we're going to be at it. It's like a, if you have a friend, the more you talk to that person, the, the more the dialogue kind of opens up, right? You can, you can really share things that maybe you didn't feel like you could in the past. You can lift your hands, you can kneel, you can pray in the Holy Spirit. You can just talk normally to God. Um, maybe your morning wasn't going very well, and so on your way to work, you're just saying, Lord, I just pray this is a good day. Lord, Thank you. You created this day. I'm just going to believe this is going to be a good day. Right? Hmm. We don't need to have the echo. you know. Lord, 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 we bless your name. name. I'll just talk normally. He'll talk normally back. Amen? In that still, small voice. You don't always have to set the mood to talk to God. Amen? Just talk to him. Just thank him. And he hears that. Amen. And he hears that. Hallelujah. Our praises, um, our, our prayers go up to him like a sweet-smelling aroma. Amen. And so just know, when we come to him, uh, you know, there's the song, Come As You Are. So when you come to him, just, just go as you are. Just, that's what he wants. He wants you just to be you. Amen. I want to talk more about this next week, I think, and and just some different things I don't know quite what yet about, but I, I just feel the Lord stirring my spirit, um, just to uh, that as a church, as a body of Christ, our our prayer life should be more and more even than what it is. Amen. And maybe some of you are phenomenal. Maybe you guys, maybe you pray all the time, and that is great. Um, but I would I would venture to guess that a majority of us maybe need a little uh, facelift on our prayer. I don't know, but. Uh, I just believe that um, there are things that are, that are happening in your life even right now that as you ask God, as you get more comfortable talking to Him, you're going to get receive answers that uh, you haven't been able to receive in the past. There's going to be answers to things that you haven't known, um, answers to questions or answers to problems that you've been searching for and looking for for a long time that the Lord's just going to reveal to you. Just because you're having a conversation with him, just because you're asking him and you're asking him like a, like a son or daughter would a father. Amen? Can we receive that today? Can we receive answers to prayer? Can we receive answers to our questions from the Lord? Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you. Again, we just thank you. We thank you for all that you do. We thank you that you hear us, Lord. We give you honor and praise and glory. Lord, not just as our king, um, and our Lord, but as our Father as well. And that you care about us to listen to us, to be attentive to what we need and what we say, Lord. And so we just want to give you praise um, today, Lord. I pray for safety for everybody that's going to be going out into, uh, into the weather outside, Lord. 
Um, I thank you for cars starting in Jesus' name. I thank you for furnaces holding up and, and not breaking down in Jesus' name. Um, that you uh, want to protect your children. You want to protect us, Lord. And we're so grateful for you and all that you do, Father. So I just pray a blessing on everybody here today as they go out, as they do things, as they go out this next week for work or for school, whatever it is, Father, and that, and that you are with us all the way. You never leave us, you never forsake us, but you're always with us. We want to just thank, say thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes, let's give the Lord a clap off, Frank. He deserves it. Amen. Well, be blessed as you go today. Uh, again, stay safe, stay warm. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.